the way to start the morning with the West Band. I love it. Thank you. These words are from Amy Van Ousdal. This morning, I have been pondering a nearly forgotten lesson I learned in high school music. Sometimes in band or choir, music requires players or singers to hold a note longer than they actually can hold a note. In those cases, we were taught to mindfully stagger when we took a breath, so the sound appeared uninterrupted. Everyone got to breathe, and the music stayed strong and vibrant. So let's remember the advice of music. Take a breath. The rest of the chorus will sing. The rest of the band will play. Rejoin so others can breathe. Together, we can sustain a very long, beautiful song for a very, very long time. You don't have to do it all, but you must add your voice to the song. And indeed, that is just what I invite you to do now with our opening song.
Welcome to the Washington Ethical Society. I am Elise Gold. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. And I am so glad you are here with us this morning. Visitors and guests, we hope you got a blue name tag so that we know who you are and can welcome you and answer any questions that you may have. We love talking about why this community is so important to us, and we'd like to hear from you what you are looking for. We hope you'll join us after the platform service for coffee and cookies in the lobby and in the social hall. Also, please consider sharing with us your email on the gold sheet in your program, the gold sheet in your program, so you can add us, so we can add you to our mailing list. You can drop it in the collection basket as it passes later in the platform service. I want to remind you to please silence your electronic devices so that you can be fully present with us this morning. This morning, just as we raise our voices in song together, we also invite you to join your voices together to read aloud the statement of purpose. The Washington Ethical Society is a humanistic congregation that affirms the worth of every person. We strive through our relationships to elicit the best in the human spirit. With faith in human goodness, we appreciate each person's unique capacities. We joyfully celebrate together and support each other through life. We nurture a sense of reverence and responsibility for each other and the earth. If you invite you to join our community of children and adults as we work for a world where love and justice cross all borders. I'd like to invite Joe London, a member of our Aging with Intention group, which we are honoring during this month of perseverance, to light our community candle. As she lights our candle, I invite you all to join me in the candle lighting words. May we kindle within us the warmth of compassion, the light of understanding, and the fire of commitment to build a brighter future for all. Each week we ring a chime in solidarity with people around the world, particularly those who are struggling. And this week I want to ring it also a chime of solidarity and hope with the teens across our country who are uniting and bringing their voices to our country's work for safety and justice. And to let you know that that includes many of the teens uh, who are part of our community here at WES. And I particularly want to name Lila Chafe and Jasper Drizen Khan. They were joined by many other of our teens in marching and um, shouting and walking out this week. And so I ring in gratitude as well this morning. As we listen to the chime, let us remember our connection to each other and to the world around us. Let us hold in our hearts all that hurts in the world.
And let us commit ourselves to all that calls for our work and our love. Some might need to keep them open, and some might sit, and some might need to stand, and some might need to move. And we can do all of those things to just be and to prepare ourselves for that trying that we do all the time. We could also make some noise. be with the heartbeat and that would be okay because I am I am and I am a force of love I am a force Sad and still persevering. 
This month, we have been exploring the theme of perseverance, of trying again and again to do something, keeping it up. And we've been looking at that in, in really big ways, you know, persevering through tragedy in our lives or injustice in the world, persevering when our bodies don't do what we want them to do, making it through these hard times. That was a beautifully timed example of how we sometimes feel when we are called to persevere through hard things in life, right? Well, this morning, led by our chorus and band, and of course, Bailey, our music director, we wanted to explore what it feels like, what it looks like to persevere through little things. Perseverance with a little P. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes, you know, when really big, hard things happen to me, I know I'm in the middle of a hard, big, difficult thing. And I kind of gear myself up to make it through that time. It's the days when all the little things don't seem to line up that can really get to me. I don't know if you have ever had a day like that where, you know, just nothing seems to go quite right. Kind of like Alexander, you know Alexander and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day where he thinks maybe he'll move to Australia, except his mom points out they probably have bad days there. They have days like that everywhere, days when nothing really awful happens, but nothing really good happens either where all the little parts of life just seem like they are a tiny bit harder and we have to find in ourselves the little p perseverance to get through those parts, to get through that day. Well, we wanted to, we wanted to tell a story about that little kind of perseverance, the kind that helps us get through when things are not going our way. And Melissa and Elise are going to help tell that story today as they give their voices to a couple of folks, one of whom has some persevering to do. Ramon loved to draw. Anytime, anything, anywhere, 
one day, Ramon was drawing a vase of flowers. His brother, Leon, leaned over his shoulder. Leon burst out laughing. He asked, what is that? Ramon could not even answer. He just crumpled up the drawing and threw it across the room. Leon's laughter haunted Ramon. He kept trying to make his drawings look right, but they never did. I don't know if you have ever had that experience that Ramon is having. Now, maybe you are the kind of person that is perfect at everything you try the very first time you try it. Raise your hand if that is you. Oh, a couple people, well, that's good. I'm not that kind of person. I'm the kind of person that often when I try something for the first time, I'm actually pretty bad at it. And here's the thing. Sometimes that means that I don't try it a second time. Yoga is kind of like that for me. <clears throat> One of my friends once described how she felt in yoga classes. She said she felt like a giant panda that had fallen. Have you ever seen a giant panda that has fallen and can't quite get up? And you know, because, like to roll over. I thought that was a good description of how I felt. And of course, I always feel in yoga classes like the people on either side of me are not like the giant pandas, but rather are, st or they're like really flexible giant pandas somehow, the graceful giant pandas that are getting themselves in just the right position. It might be yoga for you. It could be a homework or writing reports or memos at work. It could be house cleaning and trying to get it just right. I read recently that procrastination, which we often think about as being connected with being somehow kind of lazy, is really, for most people, connected to wanting things to be perfect. We get so nervous about doing things just right, like Ramon wanted his drawings, just right, to look just like that vase, that we don't even start the trying part. We just crumple things up and throw them away, paper after paper. We aren't even sure sometimes how to begin, how to get that just right thing. We're trying to create that just right yoga pose, that just right souffle, that just right homework report. We aren't sure if we even want to try. In her book, Bird by Bird, some instructions on writing in life by Anne Lamont. She writes, 30 years ago, my brother, who was 10 years old at the time, was trying to get a report written on birds that he'd had three months to write. 
but it was due the next day. We were out of the family cabin in Bolinas, and he was at the kitchen table close to tears, surrounded by binder paper and pencils and unopened books about birds, immobilized by the hugeness of the task ahead. Then my father sat down beside him, put his arm around my brother's shoulder and said, bird by bird, buddy, just take it bird by bird. Trouble isn't easy, trouble brings down, fear comes in and the joy goes out. How we gonna make it? What are we gonna do? How we gonna make it when trouble Marisol, his sister, was watching him. What do you want? I was watching you draw. Ramon sneered. I'm not drawing. Go away. Marisol ran away, but not before picking up a crumpled sheet of paper. Hey, come back with that. Ramon raced after Marisol up the hall and into her room. He was about to yell, but fell silent when he saw his sister's walls. He stared at the crumpled gallery. This is one of my favorites. That was supposed to be a vase of flowers, but it didn't look like one. Well, it looks vase ish vaseish Ramon looked closer 
Then he studied all the drawings on Marisol's walls and began to see them in a whole new way. They do look ish. Ramon felt light and energized, thinking ishly allowed his ideas to flow freely. He began to draw what he felt, loose lines quickly springing out without worry. again drew and drew the world around him. Making an ish drawing felt wonderful. He filled his journals, tree-ish, house-ish, boat-ish, afternoon-ish, fish-ish, sun-ish. Ramon realized he could draw ish feelings too. Peace-ish, silly-ish, excited-ish. His ish art inspired ish writing. He wasn't sure if he was writing poems, but he knew they were poem-ish. Ponder, pond, ponder, dream, yonder, pond, pond, yond, yond, gleam, wander. One spring morning, Ramon had a wonderful feeling. It was a feeling that even ish words and ish drawings could not capture. 
he decided not to capture it. Instead, he simply savored it. And Ramon lived ishfully ever after. Thank you. 